From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. I see the whole thing is like I'm watching a giant um, National Geographic nature film. Over the past week, financial analysts and investors have been trying to make sense of one of the most confusing stock market shifts in recent history. First, there were these people called lions. They're long sellers. And they noticed the wildebeest that um, seemed to be uh, hobbling. It was called GME stock. And they ate it. One company, GameStop, and a highly motivated online community have combined to completely reshape everything that we thought we knew about how the world of finance is supposed to work. Then along came the hyenas. They're called short sellers. And they fed off the carcass of uh, GME. But as investors, regulators and even politicians scramble to understand what's actually going on, there's another question that hasn't yet been answered. In this battle between the internet and Wall Street, who are the good guys? Then along came a group called Short Squeezers, a new whole new group, okay? And they uh, were vultures who ate the hyenas, basically. Today, journalist and analyst Ariel Bogle on what happened to GameStop and what all this could tell us about the future of our economy. And in the end, the lions will come along and eat them. It's the circle of life, Akuna Matata, baby. Ariel, right now, the biggest news story around involves this company GameStop and some pretty wild movements in its share price, which has caused chaos and confusion in the world of finance. So maybe we should start on what exactly GameStop is and why this company is at the centre of this story. Well, GameStop is a bricks and mortar store in the US. It sells video games, video game consoles. I actually spoke to a friend in the US recently who told me about uh, driving her little brother to the mall to buy new game cartridges, you know, maybe more than a decade ago. But I guess it's not really the fundamentals of GameStop that is central here. And the reason this has gotten so much attention from the press, from Wall Street, is because of a place called Wall Street Bets. Think Wall Street Bets on Reddit, the popular online information site. Right now, if you go to those sites, and I encourage you to take a look at this, they're populated mostly by younger readers and participants. So this is a message board on the site Reddit, where people have for a long time now shared tips and memes about uh, trading and Wall Street. Yo, what up, everybody? This is going to be the first video of the Kitty Corner. And the market has kind of forced my hand on this one. And there'd actually been some chatter about GameStop in this message board for a while. The first stock that I'm going to talk about is GameStop. And I know it's a polarizing stock. Some people won't even tune into the stream right now when they hear that I'm bullish on GameStop. The company had, you know, some new leadership. They were moving into online sales. But in recent weeks, its stock surged really thanks to collective action from thousands of thousands of small individual investors who drove up the price. But this GameStop one, it's going to be a little bit longer because um, I have a lot to say about it. I could talk about it for weeks. I'm going to try to keep Okay, so this group of people on Reddit, they got together to try and drive up the price of a company's shares. But why this company? Why did they pick GameStop? I mean, some people call things like GameStop meme stocks. So these are stocks that are basically driven by uh, collective interests rather than the fundamentals of the company. Stocks that groups on places like Reddit take a big fancy to. You know, the narrative is often a beaten down firm that Wall Street dislikes for some reason. And importantly, the stocks are cheap to buy, at least at the beginning. 
And in this case, the narrative really centred around hedge funds that had shorted GameStop or essentially bet against it. And there was a big narrative that developed on this uh, subreddit that people were supporting an unlikely company, you know, the little guy against Wall Street evil. So basically, a group of people decided it would be kind of funny, maybe profitable, maybe a bit righteous as well, to execute a short squeeze by pushing up the price of GameStop stock and basically trapping the big money hedge funds that had bet against it. So the situation is that the the big hedge funds who control billions of dollars worth of investments, they were planning on shorting GameStop and and that's what the Wall Street bets community was reacting to. Can you explain what it actually means to short a stock? In the most simple terms, I think typically when people buy a stock, they do it because they expect it to go up in value and so they can make some money. Short selling is when you expect a stock to go down. I mean, maybe you think it's overvalued and you want to bet that it's going to, the price will collapse. So if you look at GameStop, you know, it's a company with physical stores during a pandemic. Uh, it's selling things that people increasingly buy online. So it looks a little unlikely. So when somebody shorts a company like that, the investor borrows shares of the company from a broker typically, and then the short seller sells the borrowed shares into the market and hopes that the shares fall in price. And if they do fall, then the investor can buy back those shares at a lower price. And then they return the shares to the lender, make a profit basically by pocketing the difference. So in the context of GameStop, a hedge fund might see GameStop trading at 20 bucks and they think it's actually worth much less and that maybe it will go down to $10. So they borrow some amount of GameStop shares, hoping to buy them back at $10 and then pocket the difference. But if GameStop instead goes up, these hedge funds or anyone shorting GameStop has a lot to lose because instead of getting the difference as a payment to them, they now have to pay back way more to return the shares they borrowed. Right. So, Ariel, just so I'm clear, these Reddit users, they they want to push the price of GameStop stock back up again because that would cost the hedge funds who were expecting the price to go down a lot of money. And And the way that they do that, the way they push the price up is just by buying a lot of GameStop shares. And holding on to them, yeah. So did it work? Well... Over the past week or so, GameStop shares just soared. They went into the stratosphere. GameStop, GME, uh, a big investor has really been pushing. Checkout shares at GameStop surging another 51% today. The record move driven by a retail rebellion. GameStop's wild ride continues up again, more than doubling from a week ago. Uh, I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was about $20. And now I'm talking to you, it's about $320. And that's not even the highest it's reached. GameStop now uh, 123 and change, another record high, up more than 450% to start. The price is $248 per share, up six. 68% from yesterday's close. Earlier, it was above 300 Now, GameStop is worth over $10 billion at last count. That's more than Under Armour, more than American Airlines. And, GameStop- and it was quite weird, I think, for onlookers because the business's fundamentals hadn't really changed all that much and not dramatically, but it still kept going up. And I think it's left a lot of people just trying to wade through and find meaning in all this madness. Okay, so Ariel, as this all started to happen and and the share price started rocketing up, what was the response like, particularly from the people who were who were standing to lose a lot of money? 
Well, I think this is where a lot of the schadenfreude comes in because a lot of Wall Street people, people that have executed shorts themselves in the past were decrying all this, you know, really talking about moral disgust with what was happening on Reddit. I'm not not sure whether we differ on this, but I'm calling it a casino and I don't like it. I think it's going to change the nature of investing and I don't know what the fallout's going to be. Even though this is the kind of activity, you know, driving prices up, trading in information is really what Wall Street has been doing for the longest time. You're telling me that analysts don't manipulate stock prices and drive up and down to create buying opportunities and selling opportunities? I guess there's a sentiment that only they're allowed to do it or, you know, do it, but not like that. It's just a way of attacking wealthy people. And, you know, I think it's inappropriate. We all got to work together and pull together. It's been interesting to watch that play out. And I don't think there's a lot of people there with a great deal of sympathy. But all kinds of people weighed in. You know, Elon Musk weighed in. He tweeted uh, Game Stonk, you know, uh, kind of a joke meme from that uh, subreddit. But there was also plenty of political interest. There's a lot of policy questions that come up. Policy questions about shorting stock policy questions about some of this advanced information. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez weighed in on the side of the Wall Street bet kind of crowd because uh, this app where people had been trading uh, GameStop and other uh, stocks stopped people from being able to trade some of those uh, stocks that were in question, which uh, set off some alarms for her. And also Elizabeth Warren, too, interestingly, she really used it as an opportunity to point out her view of Wall Street, too. You know, she tweeted that with stocks soaring while millions are out of work and struggling to pay bills, it's not news that the stock market doesn't reflect our actual economy. And for the same uh, hedge funds, private equity firms and wealthy investors dismayed by the GameStop trades, they've treated the stock market like their own personal casino while everybody else pays the price. So that's kind of the temperature for some of that rhetoric. So clearly there's a real narrative developing that this is a win for the people. But it does really seem like everybody wants to co-opt this story for their own particular narrative. You know, there's David versus Goliath. There's bad Reddit guys versus uh, a properly operating financial system there too. But the culture of these message boards has a pretty complicated history. And when we look at the motivations behind the people congregating on Wall Street bets, it's pretty opaque there too. We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Ariel, I want to ask you about the people who started this, who who kicked off this pretty unique campaign, the people who are on the subreddit Wall Street Bets. Who exactly are they? 
Sure. Well, I think it is like kind of hard to get a complete picture of who is hanging out on Wall Street bets. You know, these are anonymous accounts typically, so we don't really know. There is, you know, a bit of a stereotype about them. Young men uh, may be interested in gaming as well who are using uh, apps like Robin Hood, which is a sort of a new phenomenon which really allows all kinds of people to start trading in ways they couldn't have before because they offer some level of free trades. So that's kind of the stereotype. But it is interesting, though, that the the ability of sites like Reddit to allow like-minded people to meet, chat, organise, act collectively. There is, of course, some history here which can go in some pretty negative directions. So the culture on Reddit has historically been steeped in trolling. You know, the tagline on Wall Street Bets is, like 4chan found a Bloomberg terminal. And so 4chan, that's a reference to a pretty toxic message board where there had been a lot of uh, sort of alt-right movements formulated, a lot of anti-Semitism, a lot of sexism. And of course, Gamergate emerged partially from Reddit as well. If you might remember, that was a movement that began ostensibly about video games, quote unquote, but became a really significant online harassment campaign that went after plenty of different types of women associated with the video game industry. So there is a culture in these communities where edginess or rebellious energy can build into something positive and negative. So I guess we'll see how it plays out. There is obviously an an element of trolling to this, but as you've also alluded to, there is this other side, this kind of pushback from people who may have been marginalised in the economy, particularly during the pandemic, and and they're seeing this as an opportunity to, I guess, strike back at Wall Street and and make some money for themselves. Definitely, there's, I mean, a lot to like about this narrative. But I do think it's a bit complicated, you know. Um, so I'm 23 years old and I'm currently a graduate student. Mm-hmm. I have 37000 worth of debt um, from my undergrad. There have been plenty of stories about uh, people who have been able to pay off debts and buy a car and all kinds of things thanks to this um, short squeeze on GameStop. I profited $47,000 in GameStop cashed out of it completely. Um, I currently have an ACH transfer on the way to my bank and I'd love to wipe out that $37,000 worth of debt. And there's a lot of schadenfreude, obviously, in seeing these hedge funds get punished, you know, particularly in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis when a lot of people think these kinds of places got off, you know, too scot-free. How much did you invest to make forty six on GameStop? It was about $5,000. I'm so glad for you. And I'm I'm really (laughs) glad you got out. But I would be wary of reading too much into it. I think it's often when reporting on these communities that reporters fall into kinds of traps. I mean, these are spaces steeped in irony, in jokes, and it doesn't always reward us to try and stick them into convenient narratives. Um, So I can't, you know, reduce it to one single motivation. Apart from it's all a bit funny, some people are making money, There's a nice narrative there about sticking it to Wall Street and we'll see what happens in the end. Ariel, already we've seen proposals from politicians in the US to overhaul the way that financial markets are regulated in response to the GameStop situation. And there seems to be a war brewing between small-time investors like those on Wall Street bets and bigger institutional players. It doesn't really feel like this is ending anytime soon. In fact, it feels like it's it's the start of something. So what do you think is going to happen next? 
So in recent days, people have also been bidding up the prices of other struggling stock, like the movie theatre chain AMC Entertainment. So obviously, during a pandemic, when most people are staying home, uh, you wouldn't think a movie theatre chain would be the best bet, but uh, there we are. And it really shows that a self-organised community of small investors and maybe some big ones too can make stocks rise almost just by collective will and by encouraging each other to hold the line. Better financial minds than my own can predict what's going to happen after this or what it really means for the stock market long term. I'm sure these hedge funds will be now sitting on Reddit, Telegram or wherever these people are gathering if they weren't doing that already. And, you know, other people have predicted this too, but this is far from the last meme stock. There's going to be all kinds of stocks in the future where a collective group can push it up for no other reason than there's a narrative that they like about the company. There's all kinds of interesting implications here. I mean, I'm quite interested in uh, something that Alex Stamos raised, and he is a former Facebook employee who now works for the Stanford Internet Observatory and researching disinformation. And uh, he pointed out the implications for influence operations long term. I mean, he said that Reddit has a problem. It's now home for a community of hundreds of thousands of people who have demonstrated the ability to move billions of dollars based upon the urging of, at most, a couple of dozen anonymous accounts. So who will this uh, couple of a dozen anonymous accounts be in the future? And who will have a motivation to move stocks like this in the future? There's a lot of questions and really it is a fascinating story. Ariel, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also in the news today... Western Australia recorded no new cases of COVID-19 yesterday for the second day in a row. Parts of WA, including Perth, went into a five-day lockdown on Sunday after a hotel security guard tested positive to the UK strain of COVID-19. And the head of the AFL, Gillan McLaughlin, has responded to a leaked report outlining systemic racism at Collingwood Football Club, calling it sobering and confronting. McLaughlin also stood by Collingwood President Eddie Maguire, who's faced calls to step down in the wake of the report, saying he supported Maguire's commitment to enacting change. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.